0: If the lieutenant is indeed a woman, as she claims to be, then, my friend, she is suffering from the worst case of hemorrhoids I have ever seen! That's why Roger Podactor is dead! He found Captain Winky! Hey, loser!
1: You happen to be transsexual. Ace Ventura might forcibly disrobe you in front of others, point at your genitals, and call you a zaher. This is spoilers. Got us. Wowza. Spoilers. Just wanted to lay it out there. This movie has some problematic parts, but we're covering this 1994 film about Jim Carrey doing an 1000% effort impression of a tropical bird. That's how I look at it anyway. I won trivia last week. So this week, I got to pick any movie I wanted in the world, and I went with my quote, (laughs) gut and chose this one. Um, This movie did, when I was in third grade, introduce me to Jim Carrey on the big stage like this. And I was just like obsessed with his whole effect, like everything about him, especially from this movie. It's pretty crazy to think about this movie, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all coming out within a year. Like, that is just a blast off for Jim Carrey. But before we blast off the plot of Ace Ventura Pet Detective, I wanted to pass it around, introduce everyone in the group. And the question we got tonight is What is your personal Ray Finkel moment? So, you or someone close to you, like, really blew it in the clutch. And it doesn't have to be sports related. Um, I gave you guys this question earlier, so if you interpret it differently, I guess I'd love to hear that, too. Let's go west, which is best, to east.
2: Start off with
1: Kylo Ren, Corey, and Simi Valley.
2: Yes, this is Corey, also known as Kylo Ren Memes, recording out of Simi Valley, California. I was thinking about what you asked. I don't have any, like, major Ray Finkel big moments obviously because i was never a professional football player or anything like that in fact i'm very unsuccessful but when i was in high school i was in a band and we were doing a live show at the school for the school to see the whole school to see and this show was built up for a long time like there was even like a in-school reward system (laughs) that the teachers put in place where like if you didn't get any demerits or whatever, you get to come see the, sh- the band. Otherwise you you don't get to go. So like there was incentive for people to come see this. It was a big thing. And good God, were we fucking awful. Like we did not sound <laughs> test this room ever. And I even played one of our songs out of tune. Like I was in the wrong tuning and it was just a fucking mess. Like the vocal, like the, the mixer in the school, the vocals wouldn't go loud enough. It, it wasn't a good thing. I didn't feel very good about it afterwards. What did people say? What was the band name? I don't wanna say the band name because I'm pretty sure our music is still out there somewhere and some of these old recordings might be a little embarrassing. I will say that it's a Lord of the Rings band name. Like it's something from Lord of the Rings.
1: Uh we'll get that band name and we'll put in the show notes. Uh who's next? Pappy, you're all the way in Denver, right? Yes. This is Pappy,
3: now we're gonna do that. We're gonna play that music at the end of the episode. So stick around for that. Uh, but this is Pappy recording from Louisville, Colorado. Uh, I've been pretty lucky in my career and I had a job for a while. I was like supporting this meeting application and they would sometimes like fly me places to support like large professional meetings. And, uh, I, I got to go to Rome actually. And I I was presenting in front. So it was like a big deal. Like they're flying me out there and everything. And I'm presenting in front of like 300, I don't want to give away what industry I'm in, but like 300, like professional very serious professional people and I plug in (laughs) my iPhone and I pull up the app and I start showing the functionality that they're going to need to have for the conference and my... Screen gets flooded with a text message from my mom. Love you, honey. Have a good day in Rome. XO 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 And I just like That's panicked. the cutest Ray Finkel ever. And I tried to like X out of it right away. And I was like, ah, oh, see you can still get text messages while you use the app. It's like a feature. And like none of them really <laughs> laughed. They were all like very serious. I don't know if they spoke English, but that was that was probably the biggest Ray Finkel moment in my career.
4: Pappy, I thought you were gonna say that uh like the spoilers chat. Pop, like popped up on your on your phone while you were doing this that would be a disaster
5: oh my oh that was <laughs> like what josh did to me in front of my boss <laughs> Oh no something happened what happened stevie no don't worry about it
1: Oof. stevie you're up next
5: okay i totally misread your question i thought you were saying what sports <laughs> moment led you to almost lose your mind that's um, fair but my ray finkel moment happened as a young child uh pappy and i were very involved in the catholic church growing up and when you're involved <laughs> in catholic church you have to you have to serve oh, no. pretty much it's either bringing out the bible bringing out the cross you know ringing bells it's it's a it's Alter a boy. whole show pap was a pro i never was but on my first time serving I was in charge of bringing out the holy water, and my whole family came to like, watch me be a server boy. It's a whole thing. And as I was bringing it out to pour the holy water on the priest's hands, I dropped the glass containing all the holy water, and it just shattered so loud in the middle of service. It, it was rough. I, after that, Father, like, I never wanted to be like, a good, like, good at serving at all. It was, it was just awful.
3: Father Joe is an asshole, too. He was the scariest priest. Oh, like, if you messed like,
5: up, like he was a nice guy, but if you <laughs> messed up, certainly. If you messed up,
3: it was an affront to God. Like, it was so like he was he bad at like you. So <laughs> like he, he,
5: he, knew I was about to cry, this young, you know, portly eight-year-old not knowing what he's doing, and um, he so calmly just said, go to the back and grab the other one. Like Which made me think like it had happened before, but I'm guessing I'm like a story in the church somewhere. Like remember that asshole that dropped the holy water? <laughs> so how old you were you, Stevie, when you were hurting the Bible and hurting God? Uh I was eight years old when I was affronting God. I'm sorry about that, my man. I,
4: as a as a non Catholic, how like how much holy water do they do they keep on tap? Like A lot <laughs> <laughs> On Yeah. <tap.
3: laughs> When they're out of holy water, they put a little golden out of holy water. Hey, they put a little golden hey. chalice over the tap.
1: Actually, I I think I'm up. Yeah. And when I played basketball, like I finally was a good player when I was a senior and then the sectional, so it's like the tournament in Indiana, one loss and you're out. We were playing Penn. It's like towards the end of the game, we we're up by like 8. But I was just doing an out of bounds pass, and Adrian, who was our point guard, was getting pressured. I just basically like threw it straight to the guy guarding him, and then and the out of bounds play ensuing to that, I threw it to that like same guy again, and all Pulled of sudden, a sudden water point twice. We're up by four now, and I'm just out of the game. <laughs> it's pretty devastating. Uh, luckily, we went on to win, so I didn't completely raffinkle it. But um, in a in a change to spoilers geography. I think we're gonna head up north to Michigan, yeah. We're not going east to east. Is Ann Arbor east or west of Fort Wayne? I don't know. I just I just checked it. It's east. Oh still I don't want you to go anyway. I'm sick of bouncing around. Go, Jordan. Oh go. man. Okay. So we're going with two high school
4: sectional <laughs> uh stories in a row here. Sorry, this is Jordan recording from Ann Arbor. It's Brother. Miami, Michigan. First time recording up north. Um I actually took this the opposite way where I'm more of the Dan Marino figure. And
6: <laughs> I thought so, yeah.
4: And I, I hope that somebody will bleep out this name, but my mortal enemy
6: <laughs>
4: missed a crucial penalty in a shootout to send us out of the sectionals our senior year. is pretty devastating. Um,
1: yeah, that's, that's the moment, I guess. <laughs> Brett, your mic's plugged back in. You're good to go. You're not too shook from the opening spoiler. How's it going,
0: man? It's going fine. Uh, This is hard because I'm, like, borderline perfect in everything. Um,
2: Agreed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All
0: right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I I don't know. Uh, I guess since Corey said a really embarrassing one, I'll say a really embarrassing one. Like, I was always good at sports. I was always one of the better players on the team. But for, like, a week in fifth (laughs) or sixth grade – I got confused on the opening tip-off of which way we were supposed to go. I don't. It's never happened before. It never happened after. But a tip-off came to me. I got the ball. And I ran the other way for a wide-open layup. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, on, it was on my basket. And we ended up losing by four. Uh, I'm sure I had a good game, but uh, yeah, that was really embarrassing. I felt really bad for my parents.
1: <laughs> bad for your parents. <laughs> this is another affront to your parents and God. All of these stories. Affront
3: God, Brett. The basketball been... gods.
1: <laughs> okay, well, let's get into Ace Ventura. Uh, I'm glad you got to know all of us so personally so quick. But um, a lot of the movies we really like on this podcast have a great opening cold open action scene drive is one of them that we throw out there a lot pappy what are some of the other ones that we really like and maybe get us started on the cold intro of this movie
3: uh indiana jones is one that comes to mind um heat is another good one uh this is right up there you have uh jim carrey as an hds man uh delivering a package and i hadn't seen this movie in a long time so i was kind of I thought it was a scam that he was running Uh, and it turns out it it is. Uh, He's delivering this. He's beating the shit out of this package. And and right away you kind of get the sense that Jim Carrey is kind of like an annoying guy. Like I almost kind (laughs) of get some like it's Pat's vibe off of him. Right. Like he's just totally oblivious of like, or he's either a troll or he's totally oblivious. Like what his actions do to other people, but he's there to kidnap and rescue a dog with a switcheroo move with a stuffed dog. Uh, that's pretty much it, right?
1: He is kind of a jerk to a lot of people, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, like, he seems like he's almost on the spectrum, right? Like, for gets real, gets the he, job he, done, man. Is it? Because it's one of two things: is he a troll, or is he just like oblivious to what he's doing? Because he is he like just like messing th- with everybody? Th- I, think, it's a little I think the
1: writers. I think the writers and Tom Shadiak are maybe aware of that. And so, like, also in this opening scene, you get weird. You hardly can, like, relate to him, Ace. But then you also see that he, uh, women are very ingratiated to him. Right, Brett?
0: Yeah. I would, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean,
1: well, there's a scene where like,
0: there's three attractive women in the movie and they all like Ace at some point. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, basically. And like in this first one, he gets that dog, he takes it back to the owner. And instead of taking his payment, he takes a oral fellation or something. (laughs) Um, A fellation? (laughs) I really did want to go with you with the next question, though, because me and you have been terrible renters in the past together. Way back in the day, so (laughs) what is Brett's or what is Ace's home life like? And like, what is his rental situation? And it all plays into like, he doesn't have cash on hand right now, right?
0: Yeah, he's got a. He tells the super that he is chasing what an albino pigeon, and it's worth twenty five grand. And he promises to give him that. And he's also somewhat in violation of the no animals policy. Uh, I think he's got about 60 illegal animals in his house.
1: Uh, Can we list some of those off? Just everyone. Just start throwing them out. What do we penguins? got Penguins. Mr. Popper's penguins.
0: Basset hound. Oh, <laughs> raccoon. Uh, Otter.
2: Parrot. I saw a squirrel, I think. Squirrel, parrot, monkey. Oh, yeah. He's got the monkey, which he carries over to the sequel. The little monkey. Spike, I think it's called plays a bigger role in the second one in that <laughs> opening scene. Uh, he gets more character
1: <laughs> development, yeah. <Like> <laughs> Much more
5: of an asshole in the second one. Iguana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Parrot. There's a couple of shots where it's kind of impressive how many animals they actually got in the same room <laughs> as Jim Carrey. But Brett, you can go on here.
0: With, with oh, uh, that's kind of the renting thing. I mean, he's got all these animals there and he, uh, the, they're, they, apparently, they're very well trained. I mean, that kind of goes with what Ace says during the movie. He's got a kinship with them. He understands them. They understand him. Like you were talking earlier about, is he just like a dick or is he... I think he just doesn't get humans, really. Uh, and they don't really get him, mm-hmm. so uh, they all listen to him. They hide. They know, how, they know how to hide and be quiet and everything like that, so he's kind of like... His landlord
2: is the legendary... <laughs> Mark Margolis, the guy from Breaking Bad, like in the (laughs) the wheelchair, the little (laughs) thing. I
0: I know from Scarface.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I thought he looked familiar.
0: Yeah. I heard animals in the adventure. I heard them again this morning scratching around. I never bring
1: my work home with me, sir.
0: Oh, yeah. What's all this pet food for?
1: Fiber? This movie was so impressionable on me as a kid. I got a list of quotes later I'm going to read that are like everything that I just have inside of me burning. But one of the things (laughs) that's not a quote that happens here is when he's doing that signal to his animals where he's like shaking his key in the lock. Like I've shaken my key in the lock like that thousands of times in my life and I don't even have like pets or anything.
2: Um, That's subtle. Just for yourself or like so someone else would get the reference. In all different contexts, Corey.
0: (laughs) Want to take a look inside? Come on. Come
6: on! Go ahead.
1: Snoop around. So, Ace Ventura, our pet detective, he needs to get like an actual real gig here besides the rhino and i wish mikey was on the pod because i was gonna toss to him for like heist details but i think we can maybe go to cory instead like what happens here at the miami dolphins facility that
2: kind of kicks off the main plot of this movie well the main plot of the movie is that the Miami Dolphins like mascot, which is a real dolphin that they've trained to like kick little field goals, gets kidnapped. So there's some, you know, faceless goons come in and uh, someone's behind the scenes. We don't ever see their face, but it definitely looks like a man based on the way their hands look. She had n- man hands. <laughs> Total man hands. And uh, Snowflake the Dolphin is, is abducted by this group.
1: And for some reason, the ringleader, who's not actually involved in like carrying by hands dolphin off, so has to go in there, <laughs> dip their hand in the water for There's a little bit. Curious. Ringleader, that's good. <laughs> the
6: ring bearer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, kind of before we get to Ace's clue and what sets him on his way, like I think we've seen Ace be cocky and weird in several situations. Now his home life, now his work life, and even a little bit his romantic life, Stevie. Got my first Stevie question for you tonight.
5: Oh, boy. What is up?
1: Ace is not a character with, like, an arc. He's definitely fully <laughs> formed right when we see him. 100%. What event? What events led up in his life led up to the Ace we see on film here? Like, what happened to this guy?
5: Well, <laughs> I have to imagine he was an outcast in school. Um... And I have to imagine that uh, really his only friends growing up, and even in his adult life, were animals. I have to imagine even zookeepers hated him. So... (laughs) uh, The only thing I can think of is maybe a little dark. He had an alcoholic father that was a zookeeper. And so when he couldn't actually connect that bond with humans when he was at his dad's work, he connected with the animals.
1: It's canon. That's it. That's canon right there, if I tell you.
5: (laughs) But I think, I was talking about this with Pap earlier, I mean, to ramble. um, I don't think the beginning of the movie was the true, like, intentioned beginning of the movie at all. I think the movie was supposed to start with the dolphin heist. And it kind of starts, like, from there on, saying, like, you know, I got a pet detective. Who is Ace Ventura? Because when he sees that pigeon on the roof, when he falls from 30 feet... It's like an establishing shot and it's kind of also like a tone setter for who this character is. So it's really strange to like see the like the beginning we got and then go to these scenes here.
1: Like it's almost two false starts or something like that?
5: Yeah, I think the actual start is like Jose Ventura is when he's on the roof like cooing like at the uh, at the bird. <laughs>
3: Well, it's a classic IMDb fact that Rick Moranis was the first choice, and then that Jim Carrey did a lot of writing in terms of the jokes. So it's definitely an iterative process. Like, I wonder if like the Dolph or the the pigeon thing was the Rick Moranis opening, then they added a a more Jim Carrey physical comedy bit that could be. with the delivering on the package.
1: I can't see Rick Moranis pulling off his good soccer moves. <laughs> Just doesn't have the move, man. <laughs> well, let's kick it back over to Corey because someone steals. The dolphin, but Ace gets his first
2: big clue here. Ace's first big clue? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's hired by Courtney Cox who plays Melissa and uh, Roger Podactor, some other guy. Um, They're responsible (laughs) for figuring out what happened to... Some dude. Some fucking rando that dies uh, because he finds Captain Winky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so they hire Ace. Ace comes and checks out the scene of the crime, looks at Dolphin's uh, tank and checks like the filter. He's he's doing a lot of like fucking around, like Jim Carrey fucking around, <laughs> like he's doing a ton of Star Trek impressions, like old 60s Star Trek, like just to himself for his own amusement, like he's not doing it to entertain them. He just does shit <laughs> like that. I assume all the time. Anyway, he eventually finds what? the big clue. Corey,
3: do you? Sorry, Corey, do you find that funny? Because I know you're not a big comedy guy, but I know you're a big Star Trek guy. So I was wondering how you felt about
2: it. No, no, not particularly.
3: <laughs>
2: That's just, just worn out, bro. For like, <laughs> is it worn out in
0: 1994?
2: I think it is. I, it's hard to put myself back. I, this uh, Here's the thing with this movie, man. I did watch it a lot, but like it did not age well. So I was comparing this in my mind with Office Space, which we did recently. And like how funny that movie still is. And to me, at this point, seems timeless. But this shit did not age well. Like none of it's funny to me. So well, that, that part, was Corey's no, yes not or no. funny to me. Well, maybe compare it to, compare it to uh,
1: like It's Pat next time you go into it. And then you'll give it a huge yes. <laughs> like you got to size up what you're measuring it against. Well, I'm kind of obsessed with It's
2: Pat. Remember, I'm Charles Rocket. So <laughs> got to keep that in mind. A lot of similarities between
1: it's pat and ace ventura but one of the things i really like that we see here coupled with jim carrey's humor is some of these really wide angle lenses and a good example of that is when there's a camera like in the corner of a tank and ace ventura's face is like right up in it like looking from left to right swaying it's kind of like bruce campbell looking stuff i really like that look when it is paired with comedy so i like that a lot Anyway, moving on, um, his big first clue is that there's like this diamond out of a Super Bowl ring. Um, and he's like kind of meditating on that for a while. But his everything kind of hits up snag. There's this big thing about is it a mur- murder or a suicide? And like, how does this have to do Roger with the Yeah, so Roger
0: there's a, a suicide is what they uh, originally say it is. And they're all at this apartment. Uh, big apartment or hotel or something really nice and everyone says it's suicide but Ace figures out uh, A sees some blood and then uh, Einhorn makes like such a no-no with police uh, procedure but apparently she, I guess it makes sense. She like touches the blood which is just terrible. Um, I mean, that's just <laughs> she awful. Does. That's like first day of police. Um And then he finds out that the glass is like soundproof and (laughs) that it was locked from the inside so uh, there's no way that he could have killed himself Uh, because a neighbor heard him scream but if he was outside and the door was shut she wouldn't have heard him so all of a sudden it's a murder and everyone kind of has to believe him.
4: I mean, it's a it's a pretty open and shut case. They got a real secure oh, crime scene My there. There's gosh. like 45 people just standing around, touching blood. It's wild.
3: terrible. I actually really like Jim Carrey in this movie is when he's being a good detective. Like there's yes. this scene, and then later in the movie when he's like interviewing uh, Ray Finkelstein's <laughs> parents or whatever. Like when he or when he's like in the moment doing things, he's like I, I feel like he's very entertaining. Like He's not too over the top, but his mannerisms are enough to like keep you. Really engaged with the, the mystery as mm-hmm. it's unfolding.
1: Yeah. I think I may have skipped over it a little bit, but like in his quest, because like his whole ring theory doesn't seem to pan out here for a long time. Like Roger, it all co- kind of culminates with Roger Predactor's murder, I think, but like he cannot seem to figure out like where this ring came from. And I'm not sure why he's so bent on thinking it's a Super Bowl ring, but um stevie what are some of the things ace does to each into like he's got to go one by one through these players to see if their ring's missing the gem right
5: yeah so we get the road rage incident which is i mean that's as dangerous (laughs) as hell looking at binoculars when you're driving on a freeway and then you get middle ring
1: (laughs) yep middle finger one yeah you
5: get you get the middle finger one you get the arm rustling um The more borderline creepy one was how effective Ace was at knocking somebody out with a with a rag while they're running. Um, uh, chloroforming, uh, track chloroforming runner. a person <laughs> like literally a prime athlete while they're running. Um, the one that I mean, then you have the urinal one. Did not age well. Did not age well. Uh, shower. What other ones am I missing? Shower. Did I say the arm wrestling one already?
4: He gets, he gets oh, punched yeah. in the head. And he he, does, like,
5: do, he yeah. does do shower forehead one hour. I For some reason, that. it has to be in the and shower autograph
1: <laughs> whips a guy's ass.
5: I mean, I don't understand why it's so hard to say, hey, you know, I was a big fan. Can I see your ring? Well, if he's a, mur- <laughs> if, if he's a murderer, I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. I guess he could have just done that. but I mean, any of these would just would have been like cause a, a, a smart murderer would be like, oh, I lost it on my ring. I got to put it away well Uh, Brett
1: actually was about to say the most benign of all of them and he just like pretend he's a pimply teenager and gets (laughs) autographs like dude that's the way to go not hurting anybody
5: not chloroforming people that could kill you
1: (laughs) the only one we missed just sitting in a mailbox yes that's that's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) it's so Looney Tunes he's hiding in a (laughs) mailbox
3: it's so fucking stupid, though. It's not a Super Bowl ring. It's an AFC championship <laughs> ring that these people are wearing in the shower while they work out. What the hell? What? That doesn't even make any sense. Even a billionaire. While
4: they kidnap dolphins.
3: It's so dumb. Hey, Pappy, how many AFC championship has you won? I, I wouldn't. What, what, do they even give those out? <laughs> Would you wear a memory of your, the most tragic Super Bowl loss of all time? Constantly?
2: Well, do do players even wear these championship rings, or don't they just put them like in a trophy room? Oh no, they wear them in the shower all the time. <laughs> the <gym>. My <laughs>
0: brother, oh, my like brother on had one, and he, he wore he wore it for a little bit, uh, like a year or two, but they stopped doing that. Oh,
2: what NFL team did he play Guys
4: for? Guys wear like their high school class rings. <laughs>
0: he play for. He got a conference championship for uh, college.
2: Oh shit, not bad.
1: <laughs> so there is a certain segment of people that do wear these type of things forever, I would guess, and they. Have just kind of said for plot purposes that that just happens to be every Miami Dolphin from this team. <laughs> they <laughs> is, made it back. Especially when they're committing heists. Yeah. Even to the point where a billionaire landowner is also wearing the AFC championship ring at his party. <laughs> uh, let's please not forget that scene. Jordan, briefly just take us through the scene because it has some parts that I thought were really funny when I was nine.
4: Uh, yeah I mean ace goes to uh, what's his name Robert camp he goes to like his party with um, Melissa who's the dolphins like staffer person um, and he has Melissa basically distract Robert who seems really into her and he sneaks out through the bathroom locks the door and manages to like almost get eaten by a shark and I don't think he really finds much of anything in all of his adventures until the very end of the night when he like steals a quick glance at Robert Camp's hand am I wrong there no at the end of the party he like (laughs) grabs his whole arm
1: and like do you remember that with camp like awkwardly pulling away from him and he also has a cane and he's so mad but staying dignified
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I got Two things real quick. One is that's what Udo Kier, Udo whatever, Kier. Three, movie cl- three movie club.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: He's in the uh, worst part of Suspiria where he's the one who does the exposition dump. When she but he's not even really
0: talking, right? Isn't he like getting yeah. dubbed? Basically, yeah. And also, uh, I, I know quite a bit about sharks and if that tank looked as, as small as it did and that's a great white, that shark is just freaking not going to just, it's just awful.
2: Like, you mean is it's, that, like, inhumane?
0: About, yeah, but he's... I mean, he's got to swim to live. And just swimming in a tight circle like that? Yeah, that
1: would be bad. real dizzy. <laughs> you don't know how deep that tank goes. Tank's tanks I, deep. I couldn't
2: remember it's, what happened in this still, part.
4: I figured that, like, Ace was going to somehow end up, like, in the
2: tank behind the party or something like
5: that. I was hoping for that.
2: I think Udo Kier is probably my favorite bit of this whole movie. I just... I don't know, he he's not like funny, but I just like him. Like his like concerned and bewildered facial expressions when like Ace is talking to him. Like I don't know, he just does it perfectly.
1: Well, we kinda of get into what you're talking about too, Corey, where Ace Ventura tends to do a lot of things that uh entertain himself, <laughs> which is a really weird character choice for Jim Carrey to make, but like he does the Mission Impossible moves completely unnecessarily like all the way to this tank. Um So we get a quick mission possible reference. And then I don't know, Pappy, did you enjoy the jaws shout out at all here? Did you, did you take anything I like positive? Mission impossible.
3: I like the mission impossible stuff more than the jaws reference. Like the music <laughs> plays and it is some pretty great. Like I said, phys- it, th- he's a master of physical comedy and his energy level is just at an 11. It reminded me a lot. I just happened to watch Aladdin the night before I watched this and it reminded me a lot of like Robin Williams's performance in that where he's just like, his energy is just driving the movie forward and carrying every part of the movie. I, I, so I thought that was cool. And then the, when he comes out of the bathroom and like, don't go in there, that's like a pretty classic line, right? That's like a meme. Yeah, that's almost. like the
2: big trailer moment from what I remember.
1: And this movie is only 86 m- minutes, too. So if they like cut out him walking for three minutes, it's an 83 minute <laughs> movie. <laughs> but kind
3: of. But can we talk about that now? Isn't there like a deleted scene or alternate cuts or something? We had a group thread discussion.
2: Yeah. So after he part checks part. out the tank, which is the scene that I was describing earlier, um, my VHS copy, and a few of us apparently, had a moment where yep. he comes out and he talks to the press. And I think he's- Okay,
5: okay, okay.
2: That's it. What what is he doing a German thing, <laughs> Brett?
0: Yeah, German, because his name's like Heinz or Crowns or something, I don't know, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember that being like one of the highlights of the movie for me as a kid. Who the hell is that? That's a- uh... Heinz gets velvet.
0: I am trainer of dolphins. You want to talk to the dolphin, you talk to me. What happened to the regular trainer? What happened to him? What happened to me? Seven years, I'm with Siegfried. We are making the dolphins disappear, and then Roy is coming with the white tiger and the stomping in the pants, and I'm gone.
6: Where is Snowflake?
0: Why do you care about the dolphin? Do you know him? Does he call you at home? Do you have a dorsal fin? To train the dolphin, you must think like the dolphin. You must be getting inside the dolphin's head and communicating. I'm saying to Snowflake. It's
2: strange that, like, the Netflix and I guess DVD doesn't have it. Pappy, you were saying you, like, looked it up? It's not on the DVD?
3: It, it wasn't in the original theatrical cut. It was on the VHS and then it's not on the Blu ray. So go figure. I don't have any details on why those decisions. Were made probably to sell more copies of Ace Ventura (laughs) to people. (laughs) There's like a longer cut. There's like a
0: cut scene, and you could actually. This is like the only one I could actually tell. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but at the beginning, when he's at the Cannibal Corpse concert, to me, there's obviously a cut scene when he like gets thrown into the little basement area, and he's like, "Gee, thanks." I think I remember them being a longer Cannibal Corpse scene, and mercifully, (laughs) they cut that because Candle Corpse is the freaking worst band of all time No, I,
1: I do like that moment too when you just have to like your mind fills in the
2: gap why someone might throw a switcher into a wall like I get it then right? you watch like
0: 10 more minutes you're like oh yeah I get it I
2: think there's a I think he tries to mosh is what happens
0: yeah I, I remember the scene when they actually if you watch it on TV uh, a lot of the deleted scenes are on there and I remember my brother had a bet with someone once because he was like talking about a scene later in a bar my brother's like that's not in the movie he's like oh I promise it is and he's like that's yeah it's a cut scene and it's super jarring when you watch it on TV because it's all these cut scenes that like someone like me or Corey or Josh who grew up watching this we've never seen before and, and it's with also an 85 minute movie, so weird.
1: It's also just jarring because it's Cannibal Corpse, and apparently <laughs> Jim Carrey was really adamant that they at least be shown and
2: heard at least to some extent. Like, I think they wanted to cut even more of this out, <laughs> but it is like, strange to see like a band like that in a movie like this. Definitely strange. Corey, Corey was your
0: band better than that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that day. No, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> Corey, this is very much, again, like It's Pat, though. Like, a weird real-life artist. Like, Ween in It's Pat. Cannibal Corpse in this. It's just bizarre. But but
2: we determined that Ween is the greatest band of all time on the right. It's Pat podcast. Yeah. yeah. Shout and... out to Ed from Yogis. <laughs> we were talking about things that, like, this movie has, like, stuck with us. One of the things that has been with me my whole life is when someone says, New England clam chowder, I say, is that the red or the white? <laughs> and that character who asked that is Greg Woodstock?
1: And I like him. Yeah, I like that scene because I think, like Pappy said, it's kind of Ace being a detective. And I thought it was kind of interesting for you Catholic people. He calls, <laughs> Greg calls <laughs> Ace Ventura St. Francis, Francis. And that's actually the patron saint of animals. Mm-hmm. And then they call each other Mandingo and Mano Shevitz after that?
0: Man, Mangina? N-
1: no. But anyway, <laughs> S- I, up, I researched and Googled those terms and could find nothing. So if anyone wants to write in, tell me what the heck they're talking about after the St. Francis comment.
3: Hey, St. Francis, how's it going?
1: Super, and thank you for asking. I hope you're having a lovely day.
3: Do you? Don't
1: I?
0: So what are you up to, man, Mandinga? Just watching the fishes, man,
6: old Shevitz.
2: I What I like about that little interaction is that they seem to, like that's Ace Ventura's like match, like his equal. No one else yeah. really is his equal in his mind, at least in that way. And I feel like that guy is, or maybe like a mentor figure in a way. I don't know.
5: That'd have been a great plot twist if he was Ray Finkel. <laughs> or just the bad guy.
1: Oh God, broke his heart. New
5: England Clam
6: Chowder.
1: What's the other term, Josh?
0: Mandingo and what?
1: Manoshevitz.
0: Oh, that's a wine, right? It's a Jewish wine, Manoshevitz?
1: By the way... But what would be the significance of him calling him that? Like, I couldn't find anything that makes sense, I should say. Well, I found... Brett, just leave it for a call to action to the audience. Let them write in and
3: tell us.
0: So what are you up to, Mandingo? Just
6: watching the fishes,
3: man. Old Shevitz.
1: So if anyone can uh, find Mandingo or... Manoshevitz, could we perhaps maybe send him a coffee mug
0: or something like that? Yeah, we could probably do that.
1: At
3: least a free letterbox Prime or whatever we still have to give I that away. I don't think we're going
0: to be able to give so. that away now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've lost our sponsorship with him <laughs> long ago. Well, okay, so we're, we, we rewound back to Greg Woodstock who led Ace to camp's party who led Ace to blah, blah, blah. And eventually we get like a really key scene in the movie and Stevie going to toss it to you for this one. But Ace finally finds out that there's someone else added to the team mid season.
5: Yeah. So he's all out of answers. He's in a point of despair. He has no idea where this case is leading, where it's not. Time is running out. And from way too far away, does he pinpoint a a person on a poster that no one could see from where he was at. But we come to find out that they added a kicker named Ray Finkel. And Ray Finkel was not in the team photo because he was added mid-season, like you said. And um, this also didn't age well, but Ace learns that uh, pretty much learns where um Ray Finkel's parents are in the armpit of Florida. And that's where it takes <laughs> us next. <laughs> well
1: what is that hometown and the aesthetic? And there's a few deleted scenes that actually take place in this town, but fill uh, us
5: in on what it's like there. Uh home of Ray Stinkle. Um But uh Yeah, it just seems kind of one of those forgotten towns. They used to have a plant and the plant shut down and everything went to the wayside. But Ray Ray Finkel's parents never left uh, because his mom thought he was coming home at any moment. But one thing I always tried to do growing up when um, Ray's dad pulls the shotgun, I always tried to do that speech as a kid and I could never just get it quite right. Like that's as far as like my Ace Ventura quoting went. Can you give it a try now for us? No, but what in my in my youth <laughs> I could probably get it close. Well, I'll what is you. it like?
1: At least start it, and then I'll play the clip. He does a...
5: <sighs> and that's all I got for you.
6: What do you know about Ray Finkel?
0: Soccer style kicker, graduated from Collier High, June 1976, Stetson University Honors graduate, class of 1980, holds two NCAA Division I records, one for most points in a season, one for distance, former nickname the Mule, the first and only pro athlete ever to come out of Collier County, and one hell of a model American. <laughs> Soccer style kicker. I could still do my rock speech, but you know.
2: Can we get so, the rock speech? No, no, no. <laughs>
3: Wait, Stevie, what didn't age well about this part? I love this part. This might be my favorite part of the whole movie.
5: Well, it's just kind of linking mental health to becoming uh, transgender, transsexual. Like, if you lose your mind, this is what's going to happen to you. That kind of thing. That's what didn't age well, Pap.
1: There's also some casual dementia with the grandma that's played for laughs.
3: Well, I have a problem. That's definitely down the road for when he finds that out. He has no clue here for that part. This is like, like when he goes in the room... Then the room is just like laces out painted everywhere. Die! In Dan, die die Dan, <laughs> He's quite the sportsman, isn't he? To a movie club. <laughs> what,
0: what else was she in? Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, duh. Oh, of course. Nice yeah. Opening scene. Yep. Ah. Great cold open in that movie. Oh yeah. So so Jordan uh, ace meets the parents and they're like sweet but on edge because like the villagers still remember this Super Bowl and <laughs> hate Ray <laughs> Finkel <laughs> and they've had a lot of death threats but Ace poses <laughs> again Ace kind of poses as like a boy who just is obsessed with Ray Finkel and he goes up to his room he plugs in this display and he plays a movie and I guess I want to toss it to you to, to, to explain to maybe a non-sports person like what actually happened to Ray Finkel in the game? Um, the Dolphins
4: were losing by two points towards the end of the game and he misses, I think they say it's like a 26-yard field Some goal which is chip for all you non-sports people, very short. Um, <laughs> I didn't feel like very much of a sports person when I had to like actually think about this, like wait did, this didn't actually happen, right? No. And, yeah. My young um, self
5: thought it was a true story.
4: I I did too Um, (laughs) my young self yesterday Um,
1: (laughs) It's true in one of the source code dimensions Five seconds
3: Yeah,
4: it's pretty. It's it's pretty brutal, and obviously, like the whole city hates him. And then, like even even after the tape stops, like the mom is like, "laces out."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what's that whole thing about? What does laces out mean? Like, why? It, what? I, I'm not a football yeah, guy. Yeah,
0: uh, if the laces are uh, in, uh, it's you don't you don't get as flush of a kick on the ball. I mean, it's if you see like a kick in an NFL or a college game that's shanked. Honestly, if you look at the replay, a lot of times the laces are in. That's why the holder gets it, puts it down, and spins it. Uh, because you want, you're want you not really getting a flush kick on the ball if you're kicking the laces. So it's, it's like the number one rule for a holder. Well, actually, get the ball down
3: is number one. But uh, yeah, laces out, Dan.
1: So, Ray Finkel did nothing wrong.
3: It's honestly setting up to be the greatest 30 for 30 of all time. <laughs> He's the collegiate Imagine single a world. season point leader and the distance leader. And he and he joins the team mid-season, and then it turns into green fucking gardens at the end when they go to the house with all this run-down shit. It's amazing.
1: Well, he finds out that Ray Finkel was committed to hospital. His mental health declined so furiously after all the fallback from this miss field goal that he like crumbled and pappy we get probably one of the least problematic mental institutions in film here portrayed <laughs> when you say would you walk us through this one a bit
3: i don't know it doesn't bother me as much as some other stuff i mean there, there are some times where jim carrey's jaw position might be a little bit questionable <laughs> and, and kind of, huh. I, I don't know it makes me a little bit uncomfortable but he's in a tutu, and he's playing up the same type of like sports inj- injury that like Ray Finkel had, right? Like, he basically has severe CTE, he's like trapped in the game, but this is all a ruse so he can go through Ray Finkel stuff. I mean, I don't know, th- th- there are definitely some things that I object to in this movie, but the Jim Carrey acting a little bit crazy that's pretty par on the course for the 90s. It doesn't really bother. Doctor me. to movie club.
1: I want to make some possible podcast history here. And one of my favorite, most memorable, unforgettable parts of this movie is when Ace Ventura does one of his plays as the mental patient in slow motion and then backwards. <laughs> so I'm wondering if I can, for this on this pod, play that scene in forwards and then reverse so we can hear what... He says in reverse. Like, do you guys think Oh. Like, did he George Ooh. Harrison this thing and like practice his words backwards? Ooh. Paul is dead.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's see that in an instant replay. I don't
6: you like. George Harrison played a
1: lot of his guitar looks backwards for those Nick Cage Beetle Maniacs. Yes, Brett.
0: It was never my favorite scene growing up, but, like, uh, when I watched it as an adult and just even thinking about it before it came up, I started laughing. And it's, like, the it shows, like, the brilliance of... I'm not a huge fan of physical comedy, but, I mean, I mean Jim Carrey does it great. When he's trying to get into the box, like, that... <laughs> it, like, makes me cringe thinking about how frustrating that would have been in real life. But it's so funny... Like, I'm guessing they just did it like a couple times and picked the best one. But like, I think it's so amazing. It looks so funny. He's trying so hard to get in the box, and he just—it's not happening. It's so good to me.
1: Well, and he rips it at the end of the take. Yeah. So how many times did they have to make a new tattered prop box for the scene? And, and this is my only critique of Pappy's.
4: Like, he's actually a good detective. Theory is it's pure happenstance that he rips the box and he finds like a. Cut out of a newspaper article, like under his ass after he rips the box.
0: Yeah, but um, he would have looked through it anyway, right? He would have grabbed it and taken it, right?
6: Mm-hmm.
0: It felt
4: like he was on his way before that dude started coming in the door.
1: Guess we'll I never did not know. like your hot take right now, Jordan. <laughs> Ace Ventura is not a good detective. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I was going to mention that he Wait, wait, so Josh just warrior, you set me up there. What do you think about the mental institution portrayal?
1: I just think it's really stereotypical here. I think actually what Stevie talked about earlier with this person's only transgender because they lost their mind yeah. is more so the problematic part. Um but speaking of Einhorn, Ace like Jordan says, finds the article Einhorn Lois Einhorn was actually a missing persons. A missing person. She was jogging one day. And went missing. She was a missing persons. <laughs> uh, Stevie, I guess, how does, A, how does, like, Ace put this all together that Finkel is Einhorn? And, B, do you think Ray Finkel always wanted to be a woman? Or is it merely a disguise?
5: See that's what's so hard to tell. Disguise. Um, they leave none of those crumbs with the parents, you know. But how, how would they know? At least because they don't know Lois Einhorn. But uh, Ace and Einhorn have a makeout sesh in her office, and he makes the line, which seems like a joke at the time, but rather important. Um, I think he says that you your know, is, is that your gun in your pocket? Your gun is digging it. Your gun is digging into my hip. Gun is digging into my hip. Man, that seems like such a, such a throwaway line. But, man, this is good writing. When it comes back full circle, it's not a gun at all. It's actually a penis. Um, Did you
3: notice the banana in between two apples on her desk? A subtle imagery to the yes. cock and balls. <laughs> subtle. Get it?
1: Did you also know the first time he sees Einhorn in the movie, he says, holy testicle Tuesday. <laughs> Whoa.
5: There's so many breadcrumbs for and and that
3: is Ghost Rider on this. Was this a Quentin Tarantino Ghost Rider three weeks in a (laughs) row? Of course,
2: this is basically sleepaway camp right here.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but
1: um, do you guys remember how he found like that last key moment where he like puts together that Einhorn is Finkel? Because it's pretty, it's kind of clever.
5: I guess with the dog, with the dog.
1: Yeah, like a nineteen fifties way. That's pretty clever, right? I think so.
5: Yeah, but what is that song they keep on playing when people have to throw up when they find out that Lois is a man? Crying game. Is that culture? <sighs> Do you guys know about that is movie? The culture Club. The
0: Crying Game. That dingo ate your baby.
1: No, not at, all. at the, In the in the early nineties, there's a movie called The Crying Game, and it was like a really popular like. For then as popular as you could get indie hit and in the movie the guy is like has this really romantic affair with this younger woman and towards the end he's disrobing her and there's like this really famous scene where she just has a big old penis right in his face that movie is a little more like subtly done a little more educating on the whole trans topic i think if i remember correctly but in Are this, you saying that this is a parody of that <laughs> moment? <laughs> yes. Well, they play that same music. I see. Like, Twice. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Boy George. But he scored the movie. This this stuff and like the end scene where he strips Ironhorn down. Like, does it is it an unforgivable scene for you, Pap? Or like, where does this land on Seven Deadly Sins list? I guess.
3: I don't know I try to look up what people had to say about it and not surprisingly most people in the trans community pretty unanimously say it made them feel pretty shitty yeah growing up to see that and, and I think that like I actually in a big coincidence I just rewatched Silence of the Lambs the other day and it's kind of a similar thing where Buffalo Bill is is wanting to become a woman I'd, I'd fuck me uh, but when there's a very distinct difference in that like the FBI director says to Clarice that, that he's Distinctly not a trans person. That he he's trying to find like he he assumes all these different identities. He's almost like a multi personality type person instead of a trans person. Which I don't know. I can't imagine like like I said, see, growing up. I don't. This movie seems to have a pretty lowbrow humor. It seems to be for very general audiences. Just the optics of Jim Carrey stripping down <laughs> a woman to reveal her penis aren't great. And I'll close by saying that. Joe Rogan said on an interview that uh, he considers this movie to be very transphobic and I don't want to be less sensitive to the trans community than Joe Rogan <laughs> at any point in my life. So yeah, I would say it's pretty bad.
1: There's a podcast called, Is It Transphobic? And not surprisingly, Ace Ventura is the second episode. So spoiler alert, it is transphobic. Um, That's the podcast name? Is it's- It Transphobic? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the first episode? Joe Rogan. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. should be like Eminem. I don't know what it is, though. But <laughs> Jordan, uh, so... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: not fair. You always fucking hang me out to dry like that. What? Does anybody not think this is transphobic on this podcast? Oh, it is. Very much so. All right, let's
2: go through everyone one at a time.
3: Well, I'm just asking. <laughs> let's go east e- now.
2: East. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're all in agreement. I thought that was a good.
1: Okay. I thought that was a good call, Pappy. I mean, if anyone has anything else to say, I would love to give him a space. I mean,
2: Pappy to, obviously I, picked you for a reason because you're like I'm just trying to intelligent and out most all of the so, all
3: of all of the SJW questions get hung out to me and I gotta expose you. Myself. Literally
1: called me the social justice warrior. How can you say <laughs> I call you out? What do you mean? That's fair. <laughs> Redacted.
4: I mean, there's there's that scene the undressing. There's also the one where like he found he finds out that he kissed her. And that she is actually a man and he like has to shower and like wash his mouth out with soap, like all that stuff. Like it's all it, it talks about that in like an interview that he's like, oh, I had to do it so over the top that it's obviously, you know, a parody of like what someone would think. But it's it's not great still.
2: Yeah, no, I, I see what he's going for. And that I mean, obviously, it's not that big a deal. Like if you kiss someone that. Yeah is or used to be the same gender as you, like who girl the fuck? I mean, we've all kissed a man, I'm sure. Right. Probably. All right. Probably. Uh, maybe I stand. Alone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, I'm done. But like that's whole Jim, Jim Carrey is on the record saying that one, he wouldn't do, he wouldn't want that scene to be the same. Today, which I think is very telling, if the person who did it says he wouldn't do it the same way. But two, he says that like the whole overreaction to kissing what turns out to be a man, um, and it's never. uh, Sorry to to digress there. It's never. They don't say trans, do they? No, like it's not. No, it's. Go ahead,
0: Brett. No, I mean I have really weird mixed feelings about this. Like, obviously there's been transgender people forever, um, but trans stuff wasn't really in the zeitgeist, it wasn't really a thing back then. I think it's more of a, uh, if you want to be social justice about it, I think it's more of a homophobic joke, masquerading as a trans joke at the time. I mean, uh, I think that's, it's that's kind scary. of understood that, you know, yeah, a guy, a guy kissing another guy is not a big deal, but you should know if you're kissing a guy, and I think you could easily argue that, Ray Finkel is not a transgender. He's just hiding. Um, I know you talk about that. You don't really get it. Uh, It's hard to say. I mean, there's a bunch of different things where where we could say that he is hiding. and Other things that we could say that he is trans. Um, Obviously, looking back through that, like a 2020 lens, it's definitely problematic. The stripping scene, I actually never even thought about it being bad until you guys talked about it. And at the same time, I mean, she pretty much assaulted like 20 men and she just tried to kill a bunch of people so i kind of can forgive that one but i don't know i think it's does everyone get my homophobic i mean because trans wasn't really a thing back there the joke is they kissed a man not like a woman who's uh, not pretending a woman who is a man or well in this case pretending to be a woman i don't know it's just. Yeah. And like yeah. looking back it's like looking a, back, yeah. it's definitely transphobic. I think anyone who'd be lucky enough to kiss Sean Young, even a dude who looked like Sean Young, come on. I, I I think it's more of a homophobic thing as opposed to and I, I think you could argue that is not as well, but yeah. I, I, that was my thing. I have no problem with you guys' incredulity. I know you guys, I just I have weird feelings about it and I think I hate
3: I'm actually I know I I'm 100% with you, but like uh, Jim Carrey's like, defense, well, two things. One, Silence of the Lambs came out three years before this, and they do go out of the way to explicitly say that person is not trans. That person is masquerading as a trans person. So, I mean, it was at least to some extent in the zeitgeist enough where some creators were, were sensitive to that. But Jim Carrey's whole defense of that is that he, yeah, I'm totally with you in that point that he he's being a homophobe and he says now that you're supposed to laugh at Ace Ventura as a homophobe. But I just, I don't know if that worked for me only because of the fact that like Jim Carrey is so magnetic, right? Like I like Jim Carrey in that it's hard to swallow that, that like interesting dynamic good detective is also like a super homophobic person. That kind of like, just changes the whole flavor of the just, character.
0: Again, I just don't,
4: I mean, there's, there's a lot of even if it's not the jim carrey character there's a lot of like when they find out there's just a lot of like ew like that kind of thing
1: that's it's yeah. not, thought, it's not great
0: i always thought the joke more was that she just kisses she likes kissing people i mean every single person on the force she's kissed by the way a lot of the time that we've seen her do it she's not getting consent from anybody but that's a different story for a different day you should get to choose i don't know <laughs> I I, under, I understand. I, I, I didn't mean the just worst. one last. I, th- I think we're all on the I same page. Don't, don't yeah, get me wrong. Transvestite, uh, transvestite, and as Josh said, transsexual was in the lexicon of the back then. I'm just saying the transgender's kind of be taking its own thing. But I mean, obviously, transvestites were a thing. Did he actually say transgender in Science of Lambs, or did he say transvestite?
3: He says, uh, it's actually not that great. He says, transvestites are docile people by nature. So he does kind well, of like stereotype <laughs> them all there. But I mean, at least they went out of their way to say this, this psycho killer is not a, a, a transsexual person.
0: Well, transsexual guess, and transvestite are different. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I know what you mean. But just as a kid seeing this, and I've talked a couple times about how impressionable this movie was on me. Again, I think just seeing the woman or the man who's quote trying to be a woman as such a negative thing is. Uh, and it's not like all this movie's fault because like this movie is probably way more popular than it ever should have been or deserved to be. But <laughs> also as a kid, I was confused as to if they were all just disgusted because they were looking at hemorrhoids. Like I didn't exactly get, cause he's like, this is a penis or the worst case of hemorrhoids I've
2: ever seen. I didn't get it as a
1: kid. I thought that it was just chopped I thought it was just chopped
0: off penis in his I mean No, I
2: just thought it looked unnatural.
1: <laughs> when I was a kid, I yeah, I didn't know what was going on, so it's really weird. Einhorn's doing this like weird psycho dance, I guess, because she's in such pain because the balls are like pushed. <laughs> I think she's lost her mind. Oh I think God. she
0: went back I think she reverted back to I mean, mental health, her whole existence for the last decade or what's so has been revenge and she didn't get it and now she's exposed literally and figuratively so I think she's reverted back to maybe a defense mechanism for something.
1: I read quite a bit of the initial shooting script for this movie. I just want to read this part to you. Quote, Ace spins Einhorn around exposing to the world the healthy set of male genitalia <laughs> that Finkel has learned to keep she's learned to keep tucked between his legs and then in quotes it says and if we have any balls we'll actually show it which I just think is a weird line note in a script so I wanted to get Did that out to the world
0: George Lucas wrote that <laughs> oh my
1: god
0: too so, yeah when she got her pants taken off she was
2: <clears throat> written and directed by Ryan
0: Johnson
6: <laughs>
1: Stevie, can you round us out here? Finkel is Einhorn. She's guilty. Einhorn is Finkel. But Ray... Sorry, not Ray Finkel, but... Sorry, Ace Ventura hooks up with Marino and they kind of ride into the sunset. How does the movie end?
5: So, that's another confusing thing is I thought the pigeon was going to be a great... Like a way bigger deal than it was. Uh, But it just... Wasn't, but uh, I imagine if I remember correctly, the uh, Dolphins ended up winning the Super Bowl. Did they say? Um, what's it's that? Just, I think it
1: ends at halftime. Actually, the movie ends when it's still yeah, it ends up with him beating up the God, Philadelphia Eagles guy. Me laugh
0: so much. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, so that that mascot uh, chases away the albino pigeon. It does come into play. Which we don't get until the sequel, but it's not a pigeon, it's an albino bat. Because, uh, I mean, both movies have to have albino, obviously, for continuity purposes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it literally just ends with Ace beating the ever-loving shit out of this Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> mascot. Um, and Marino's kind of just like, yeah, that's the guy who saved my life. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much how it, how it ends.
1: Stevie, over or under Dan Marino as better than the average actor in this movie?
5: (laughs) Marino does like being in movies. I mean, he was Dan Marino in Bad Boys 2. People forget. Um, (laughs) It's like Kathy
1: Griffin. He likes to play himself.
5: He likes to play himself. Uh, Marino is better than average I would no. say, he, I'd say no. he'd be great if not for that line when he's getting carried out. When he's like, what is the rewrites? <laughs> like, <laughs> like anyone with a brain could have just been like, we're going to just not have that in there. What is it's this, just- a
2: rewrite? Can I get a cut? Is there an executive producer nearby? Lights, <laughs> yeah. camera, action?
5: Like, I mean, it's also strange you that, that like, you have, I mean, in the 90s, one of the most famous quarterbacks of all time, and you're not gonna have security on set, or he's not gonna have his own security with him. Very strange.
1: <laughs> a lot of security things in this movie, like how the dolphin's owner at the beginning of the movie puts like the whole impetus of this missing dolphin on the ops guy and the chief yeah. publicist.
0: Yeah. I never <laughs> thought about that. That like, gets a little beneath them.
1: It's kind of like the security's job, or at least like the grounds people. I don't
4: know. Or that the dolphin is just hanging out in like an above-ground pool.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Huh? <laughs>
1: All <laughs> night. <laughs> well, this is spoilers, and we just got through the movie's plot. Usually, we like to go into a little segment where we just kind of throw out some tidbits or favorite parts. So, guys, what were your tidbits and favorite parts
0: this last couple weeks, and just in general? I think uh, I think it was one of. Some of you know, like I think Tim Dawson and I really like to do it, but I've been doing it for the last couple weeks. I'll just say, "Lovely party," Peter wasn't invited, and like move my lips around. I don't know why that cracks me (laughs) up so much. So, just wanted to say that.
3: The line, "Oh, the bitch," did make me laugh. (laughs) It's just such—it's a a really good misdirection. (laughs) It got me.
5: I had to steal Kylos. My sister and I watched this movie quite a bit growing up and we go to Florida every year as a family, but um, when we get New England clam chowder down there, none of my family gets it except for my sister. When we go, is that the red or the white? Like, that stayed with me my entire (laughs) life, so there you go.
2: Well, Josh, I know you had some quotes that stuck with you your whole life. I also have a couple, so we'll see if there's any crossover here. I was a really annoying little dipshit kid in elementary school. <laughs> that would quote the fuck out of this movie. Like, and I wouldn't even really try to do like the impressions. I would just like say the lines like all the time. So here are a couple of mine. At the very end when Einhorn tries to tackle him, he goes, "Quick decision." <laughs> and he like throws her into the water. That's when I used to say, "Quick decision." <laughs> Here's one that makes no sense. I would say, good question, Iguada, when someone would ask me something.
0: You were that kid?
2: <laughs> Die of and rotten hell. Oh,
1: my God. I thought
2: that was a fucking good zinger.
1: <laughs>
2: and uh, this was probably one I used the most. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer.
3: <laughs>
2: That's a great dad joke that I use to this day,
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> What are some of yours, John? i was saving those for my yes or no, actually, Kylo. So, or Corey, Corey Kylo, Jordan. Do you remember I- me watching this? It, like, did you like this? You're a few years younger than me. I'm very curious as to what just your idea of this movie is. It's really weird because I remember
4: watching it with you like a ton, but when we actually started the movie i was like i have no idea what actually happens here like it was actually it seemed like a pretty fresh watch um i actually i I had a question though i i kept asking myself like who is this movie for because there's some pretty serious shit in here there's like multiple sex scenes a lot of like cursing and also a suicide and i can't figure out like what What's the target audience for this? Because it seems like you guys liked it as kids, and obviously I did. I watched it a bunch with you, Brother Josh. Is that what it is?
2: But so many like 8- to 12-year-olds loved it too, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's
5: what I'm saying. This is a four-quadrant film. This is for the entire family.
2: You're probably right. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I mean, families probably went to go see this in theaters. 100%.
4: it's not like a Disney movie where it's like, oh, the parents pick up on this, like, subtle shit. It's like, no, a guy jumps off a building and commits suicide slash is murdered. Yeah. Like, like there's, it, like, like it a Pixar cock and balls in underwear.
2: Because yeah. he found someone's dick, yeah.
4: Yeah. I couldn't figure it out.
1: Yeah, the sex scene with Courtney Cox with the bed just, like, banging against the wall is kind of hard to explain away <laughs> to a young kid. <laughs> sounds like that might be about all of the tidbits we're tapering out a bit here so let's get into yes or no's uh let's just go in the same order we did even though it wasn't exactly least to east at the top of the pod so
2: Corey, you're first okay it's a no dog not good <laughs> not funny i don't like it it didn't age well I, uh, jim carrey bothers me tone loke is in this movie for some reason I don't know, man. I don't really like anything about this, uh, except for maybe doing this podcast on it, so that's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> uh, you no, know, yeah, I shouldn't be that harsh. I like Udo Kier. I like the little, the very small bit we get with Mr. Shikadance, fucking on Ace Ventura's ass. He's the landlord. Sean Young's pretty cool. She's a good-looking lady. That's it. No. Pat. Pat. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's a no-dog for me as well. Um, I I actually do think that you should see this movie, especially if you're younger than us and maybe it wasn't a part of you. One, just because I think that the gender stuff is interesting and I think people younger than us are even more interested in that. And so I I think it's interesting to see how tastes have changed. But two, we we really kind of downplayed this, but I think you should see this movie because this is the coming-out party of the last great big-screen comedy star i mean adam sandler's had a life on netflix but i don't think there will ever be a person in you know box office movies a box office draw comedy movies as big as jim carrey and like his year in 94 is such a monster year whether or not i like this movie i do like those other two movies a little bit more mask and dumb and dumber uh he's great his energy level is great i think the physical comedy he does is great I, i don't like A lot of the jokes though it just didn't make me laugh a lot of times a lot of the words aren't funny but jim carrey's body language does amuse me i I think the film's at war with itself a lot like it doesn't know if it wants us to like jim carrey or not like jim carrey i think it suffers for that and yeah the the stuff at the end with the the transgender stuff is is pretty gross so it's a it's a no dog for me but i do think it's a worth worthy checkout uh if you haven't seen it
5: uh who is next stevie Ah, sure i'll go um this is a no dog um, i think the memory of this movie is greater than the actual experience i remember liking it as a kid but like as i grow older like i just didn't find myself laughing like really that much at all and this movie i mean is problematic uh, as far as, like, social social issues go, and this treatment of, like, homophobia and transphobia. But also just, I mean, I didn't really understand, like... The movie was spliced together in a very strange way. It was hard for me to watch. Um, especially just, just because, I mean, it's kind of skit comedy. Ace Ventura has no arc whatsoever. Like, he... It, it's just strange, so, um... Yeah, this is a no-dog. I think I went next.
1: Um. Also, one more oh, thing, yeah. Josh, care if I interject.
5: Yeah. Kylo brought up Tone Loke. Um, he was in a movie that came out a little bit after this, which is the greatest bank robbery movie of all time called Heat. If you haven't watched that movie, stop what you're doing and watch <laughs> Classics, it. Classics, Man, I
2: thought you were going to give Surf Ninjas a shout-out.
5: And Surf Ninjas, too. Tone Loke <laughs> had, had a run. Heat is classic I mean, spoilers.
2: Baby's kids.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah. Just watch. Heat. Episode eighty nine, and spoils. I'm probably gonna do a three hour commentary on that movie at some point for this podcast. So just watch it.
1: <laughs> so some lines from this movie from Jim Carrey that will never leave my lexicon. Alrighty then. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. Like a glove. Le who za her. And this last one might be my favorite, uh, even though it's not from Jim Carrey. But when the mascot from the Eagles says "Yeah, blow me," like I use that all the time <laughs> in elementary school, and I had no idea what it meant. So you shouldn't say that to your students. <laughs> what? <laughs> when I was in elementary school. Good joke. Guys. Um, I- I'll give this movie a soft yes, just because mostly I picked it. I think. Tim Carey, he's a funny guy. He's a classic cinema character, and if you want to really like study him and like, p- kind of like Pappy said, like his coming out party, like this is it, and you got to watch this and The Mask and Dumb and Dumber and probably like Batman Forever and the Cable Guy too. Liar <laughs> yeah, liar! Like there's some of his that you I think have to watch to really see where he and all of us were kind of at at the time but just for the nostalgia alone and despite the problematic parts which do not age well um, I'll give it a super soft yes so let's head on up Ooh. north to hey. my brother Jordan <laughs> <laughs> up up net uh, my opinion I edited <laughs> that part of me out so that makes no sense what you
6: just said <laughs> oh man
1: um
4: it's it's gonna be a soft no for me it was gonna be a hard no but i'm gonna channel my money mic here and like thank christ that it was only like an hour and 27 minutes or something like that um so it wasn't too bad pappy we can have a maybe after credits discussion or a a thread discussion about like big kickoffs for comedians because i think there's a a few contenders there um yeah it's a weird one i did learn that I think Steve Carell and Will Ferrell would
3: be would be up there. Mm. I could see that. Yeah, I don't know if Will Ferrell reached the same heights as Jim Carrey, but it's
4: I, I think it's close at least. I don't know. Just just a discussion, lighthearted, you know. Um, I did learn that Courtney Cox's name has like an extra E in it this, in there somewhere, and I thought they made a typo in the uh, in the credits. But it's nice that they made like a little a little Cougar Town crossover here. Um, but yeah, it's a soft
1: no for me dog there's actually a ton of typos in the script that i read like it's kind of ridiculous it looks like they threw this thing together on a bunch of cocaine overnight which may be partially true <laughs> brett you are the last yes or no
0: okay yeah this is gonna be a hard yes for me <laughs> Let's um, go. <laughs> i make it a rule not to judge old movies by different lenses that's not what i do um I enjoyed this, uh sure. I if you heard my speech earlier again and I hope I I hope I said that respectfully because I, I I meant nothing but respect for it. But I yeah, so uh yeah, I think this movie's hilarious still. I mean, obviously it's not as hilarious as it was when I was a kid. Um, but there's still so many things that I say. Uh like I will say, like a glove. Um and like I said, yeah. the uh lovely party and uh, I, I just enjoy this movie. Uh, I've watched it maybe, you know, every every couple of years. I watch it in college a bunch and uh, watch it whenever it's on TV. So it wasn't like, oh, wow, this is not as funny as it was when I was a kid because I've watched it growing up. So uh, definitely a hard yes for me. I, also, uh, somebody asked about Tone Loke earlier. Funnily enough, his second biggest song was called Funky Cold Medina. And it is kind of about... A potion that allows you to date rate people and funnily enough the person he's trying to get with turns out to be a cross dresser so um, maybe that's why he's in the movie
1: that's like Jordan and I's dad's like favorite song <laughs> he knows every that's word. considered
0: a very <laughs> I'm not problematic even song these days but again I don't do that so I, I respect and everything all you guys stuff but I don't look at it that way and uh, hard yes
2: Brett, what's your more memorable line? That lovely party line or Jay and Silent Bob? Oh, what a lovely tea party.
0: Probably the Jim Carrey one. There's other Jay and nah. Silent Bob quotes I like more probably.
1: No ticket.
0: No ticket doesn't know who the force, is. <laughs> force.
1: <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Um, one last tidbit I wanted to give out before we hit up trivia is that a lot of people know that Ace Ventura's character is basically based on a lot of the characters he did in in Living Color the early 90s like sketch show with the Wayne's brothers but he actually like this blew my mind researching for this pod the term alrighty then actually stems from that show too and it's from a character he played called overly confident gay man gay man and i'm going to oh, play a clip geez. of that now and when we come back we're going to hit up trivia
6: Hi. Hi. Uh. Is this
0: line for
1: heterosexuals only? Uh no. Good. Because I'm gay. Uh all right. But yeah. Hey, let's go have a drink. I know a bar called the Pile Driver. You
0: might be interested. <laughs> Go. excuse me everyone gay people coming through
1: so who's ready for trivia yeah. <laughs> we've played this game before and we're not going to play mikey's version we're going to play josh's version it's called movie golf i don't know why it's called movie golf it's just called trivia golf i guess but I'm going to have three questions and everyone will answer. And the further you are from that answer, the more strokes you get. And at the end, whoever has the least strokes wins. Um, Brett, you hosted most recently with Never Ending Story. So you are going to go first on all of these. Unless, Jordan, you did Return to Paradise long, long ago. <laughs> oh, so long ago. If I ask a question, because no one can say the same answer twice, you can interject yourself anywhere in the order. What? Whenever I want. Exactly. This feels rigged. What's the difference it? between Mikey's rules? Mikey had like you could get like an eagle or a par or a birdie or whatever. Mine is just straight up strokes for him how far away from, you are from the actual answer.
2: There's no hole in one. Oh, jeez.
1: If you get a hole in one in this, you just get zero strokes for that hole. You don't automatically Thank you. That but you're going to say the rule. answer after everyone guesses, or what? That's how I won last week, so that rule's
5: yeah, awesome. Yeah, after Josh wins, I'm cheating. Yeah, and now we don't get that same opportunity. <laughs> yeah, LeBron Lane Josh. That
2: you're rubbing in our face right now.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, the first question, <laughs> and Brett, you're up okay. first, unless Jordan interjects, but Jim Carrey... We all know he acted like a toddler in this movie. But what age was he actually at the time of filming?
0: 29
1: Stevie Stevie, are you with us? Oh,
5: you said my name? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Oh, Stevie's I'll...
1: researching.
5: No, my bad. Uh <laughs> I'll say what Brett say 29, I'll say 30.
1: Corey.
2: Can't choose the same answer, right?
5: Correct. Uh, what an
3: advantage.
2: 28.
1: Okay. 27. And Jordan. I'll say 31. The actual retail price was 32. Ew. <gasps> God damn it. Let's Jordan go. has one stroke. Uh, Pappy has five. Everyone else is kind of in between. Um, So now we enter into our second question. Uh, Fosta was a rhino thought to be the oldest rhino ever. Died in Tanzania. Uh, How old was she? Dang. Brett.
0: I have no idea how.
1: We love animal questions on this pod. It's the best.
0: I will say...
1: Uh, 31. Basically the same age as Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Stevie. Uh, rhinos? How long do rhinos even live? I'll say 47. I chose this question
1: because uh, I, I basically chose Ace Ventura 1 so I can get to Ace Ventura 2 uh, on yes. the spot. <laughs> Corey, you're up.
2: What was Stevie's? Forty seven? He said forty-seven. Fifty. Whew. Pat.
3: Fifty one. Jode. Fifty-two. <laughs> Jode.
1: <laughs> the actual retail price. Not great, Bob. <laughs> this Foster the Rhino, who was first sighted in the How do you say it, Pap? Ganora Nora Nora Crater? Bora, I don't know. I've never been. (laughs) (laughs) They found her when she was like three, and she died when she was 57. (gasps) Jordan's closest again with a total strokes of six. I feel Young Guns too coming. Looks
2: like we're not doing spoilers for another six months.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Pappy, you're at 11. Corey, you're also at 11. Uh, Stevie, you're at 12. So there's a big cluster in there. And Brett, with the guess of 31. Oh. Ouch. 26 points on that. So you're at tw-
5: 29?
1: Wait, that can't be right. Brett,
4: yeah, Brett don't,
5: don't yeah, feel
1: sorry. bad, because
4: Josh one time guessed that a wolf weighs like 50,000 pounds. <laughs> he <so>. guessed
5: 1,400 <laughs> pounds on the gray. And <laughs> I'll never let him Well, well down.
1: documented. That's a big one, guys. Anyway, the last question, and I had a joke leading up to this, but so I guess I'll just say this can joke anyway. But (laughs) the Gray episode one
3: thirty five, the spoilers. I
1: haven't seen this many animals on film since Swiss Family Robinson. Oh no! (laughs) Mm. So my question is, how many animals did they bring to set in Swiss Family Robinson?
5: Fuck oh Christ!
1: On camera or just to set,
4: to set. <laughs> Ugh.
5: Are these the ones they tortured, or the ones they, f- or the ones they filmed?
4: Oh boy!
3: I think they tortured all of them. All right. Yeah. Did it? do they count the ones that died, or were those covered up? In well, the I haven't
0: seen Switch Family <laughs> Robinson in 25 years, so I will say 106. <laughs> what?
2: Whoa! It seems like a lot. Got
1: to Got to go big. Brett said 106.
5: Uh, Brett said 106. Yep. He's <sighs> 15 strokes off. Uh, let's go. Uh, 176. There, Bob. Oh my!
1: Everyone thought 106 was a lot, and Stevie upset by
2: <laughs> 70.
3: Corey, I, don't even know. I
5: just trusted my gut there, Bob.
2: Uh, 105. <laughs> It's getting political, folks.
5: Pappy? Jordan,
1: this Jordan, this is your last chance I'm good, I'm good. to move your order. Okay, you wait. Me for the guesses again? Yes, Sorry. Brett said 106. Stevie said one second. Hi Corey. And Corey tucked right in right below Brett with 105.
3: 107. <gasps>
1: 104. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what is, is stevie win so the actual Shit. amount of animals um to set they brought one tiger two anacondas six hyenas this is bullshit already four <laughs> that killed zebras, four tigers on set <laughs> excuse me jordan four zebras six, six ostriches two elephants two giant tortoises eight dogs 40 monkeys and oh, there it is. 100 flamingos, oh, no. putting the total at 171. No points. way! What? You are the Let's winner go! with
3: 17 total strokes
5: and trivia. Go!
1: Stevie, golf guy.
5: <laughs> Big golf Huge guy nowadays. Golf guy. Josh, be we golfing tomorrow?
1: <laughs> I think we're golfing tomorrow, bro. We, but no, before
5: every are we golfing? I'll book it. the tee time yeah. now.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We'll golf. But okay, before good. we get to that, <laughs> let's throw it to Spoiler Man so that Stevie can think of an actual thing, which is our movie for next week. <laughs> let's Take go. it away, Spoiler Man. Spoiler Man here. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google
0: Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes twitter is at spoilers underscore pod our instagram
1: is podcast spoilers it's lit and we're back thanks for sticking with us through spoiler man there um i hope you guys like his voice as much as we do right pap he says we paid him five bucks for like 300 shows
3: He's got some dulcet tones, yeah. It's, uh, if he knew how much we used him, I, I think we even signed a thing we wouldn't use him commercially. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> Stevie, you won trivia <laughs> with your great guess of 176 animals in Swiss Family Let's Robinson. Let's go. What movie do you want to cover next week?
5: Oh, I was going to pick a Van Damme, and I did, we're just going to have to wait. I was going to do a Hard Target, but we're just going to have to wait. Um, Pap reminded me of a movie from my childhood that I watched so many times that is such a blatant knockoff of Star Wars, and I love this movie. We're going to do 1984's The Last Starfighter, hmm. which I, I, I'm guessing no one has seen it. it. Is just like Ice seen seen it. Pirates? Uh,
2: it's this like a is video better. game movie, right? What's that? It's like a video game player? Yeah,
5: it's a video game movie, and I love it. It's, it's getting remade. It. Is it Really? Yep. That takes the shine off it. (sighs) But yeah, Last Starfighter. Um,
1: It makes it more relevant, Stevie. Great, up-to-date pick. Um, I just want to tell our listeners, thank you for, like, I don't know, this movie got a lot of no's. So I guess, (laughs) uh, like, sticking through this movie of Jim Carrey acting like a giant grown man bird acting like a toddler or something. We really appreciate you listening to the end of these podcasts. And if you can, maybe subscribe to us on YouTube. Click the like button on YouTube. Maybe subscribe on iTunes. But um,
2: Spoiler man over here.
1: Is, is I mean, spoiler man doesn't really give them the up-to-date stuff. We probably should pay spoiler man another $5. but <laughs> We own <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, we have a new theme song, so I hope that's taking us out right now. Um, thanks for listening. That was spoilers. No would judge you. Of course, it's not going to be good. It's a high school band. Is yeah. it Elvis related, Corey?
3: <laughs> What? Is it like Elvin? You said it was Lord of the
2: Rings. Is it like an elf? That's the biggest hint I'm going to give. It's a Lord of the Rings. Is it orc blood with an exclamation point at the end? Can you at least tell us what race it deals with? Orc? Men? Orc
5: blood would
1: be a great... (laughs) Elvish? Uh, Is it the mire? Is it the humans or the orcs?
0: Is it called We Cannot Wield
2: It? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a quote? Uh, It's actually... so. Nah, you know. No, Corey! Oh! Please! Corey,
3: please! <sighs> we can I'm doing we can a make Google t-shirts. search
2: of it right now. Please tell me the hijack
5: is still running. For it's still
3: running. <laughs> please. No, can like not dangles, very good. You
5: cannot dangle something out like that and yeah. then never tell. You, you baked yeah. the cake, you gotta serve it, Corey.
6: The band Which... is called. Let's go.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: he muted his mic. What? what is the band called?
6: Come on!
0: <laughs>
1: I made him <it> leave. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a new spoilers mystery that we will uncover. Don't worry, it's just a matter of time, Corey. It's <laughs> gonna be on your terms or our terms at this point. Many, <laughs> many people have been doxed. <laughs>
5: scared scares tonight as you shut your window to the cold and you
2: knock your door and put out the light at the break of your what? idiot!
0: What? Do you realize what you've just done? You just cost me 25 grand Polly. Yeah? Blow me.
6: That was spoilers.